Pathfinders Assemble. Join us as we discuss news from the world of wargaming and talk about the hobby we love. Hello everyone and welcome to the Pathfinders second podcast, third podcast. If you've been listening to us and you've got this far. Throw a number at it. (laughs) If you've got this far, thank you very much for listening. We've been enjoying putting them together and we're going to keep going sporadically um, and put new podcasts out there. So today we had a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. We'll talk about what we've been doing in the hobby. And the main thrust of our conversation today is the vehicle Meta within Legion, what seems to be the vehicle Meta or has developed into it this year and what each faction's got and how to deal with it really. So how to counter vehicles within the Meta, I think is our talking points today. Um, we're without Ian, so it will definitely be shorter, unless interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more moonstone peddling. No more. No, moonstone. exactly. We get we get a week off from it, mind you. I'm sure it'll be able to ramming it down yeah. our throats, uh, which is a shame because he went down to salute this uh, weekend just gone, so he could have told us all about that. But we'll save that for the next cast. So we'll start by what's going on with your hobby. And, uh, I think you two played some X-wing this week, so I don't know if you want to. One of you want to start talking to that? Yeah, take it away, Rob. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Get on the spot. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jack and I uh, faced off in X Wing. We decided to use the new rules. So the random initiative order after placing dials, the fact that you can take a focus if you bump and you can even shoot at range zero uh, without the range bonus. So we wanted to kind of have a proper game with that, so we brought a couple of lists. Uh, I think Jack will talk through his lists. I started actually making a list specifically because I knew that we were going to play these these new rules, uh, and I was thinking to myself, what what kind of list would be good for this specifically? And I remember like creating this list, and in my head I was thinking, would I fly this normally? Uh, and no, I like I, I I wouldn't normally have have flown it um so what i did for uh, in the hopes that we'd get a second game which we did i used a list that i'd used many times before much to uh, <laughs> jack's dismay i'm sure <laughs> but uh, that is a list that i would have i would have run so i've not got the details with me i'll just have to go off memory but the, the first list that i made was ved falso countess riad and fifth brother and yeah, they had some toys on them. So uh, Riyadh had uh, Duke. She had stupidly. I put in auto blasters because uh, I thought it was snapshot <laughs> for some stupid reason. But yeah. Um, but uh, again, another mechanic in terms of me making a list was that I made sure that I was hitting the two hundred point mark. Which again, like Jack could attest, I'll I'll rock up with the biggest bid that I could possibly manage to make sure that I'm going to be going first, uh, or sorry, moving second uh, in those situations. Space for like a tie fighter or something. Easily, <laughs> just <laughs> stick a tie fighter in there. But uh, yeah, so this time, obviously, when I was making the lists, uh, new set of rules that we're going to go through, knowing that I had to kind of hit that 200 point. I didn't want to concede any points to Jack off the bat. So I was, I was getting to 200. So yeah, I was just putting random upgrades that I wouldn't normally use, i.e. auto blasters. I would never use them normally, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good. 
Um, the other list that I had was three Inquisitor's ties with supernatural reflexes and fire control system. And they were spearheaded by Major Vinda in that Alpha class Starwing with God knows how many missiles, lots of missiles and all that kind of stuff. Advanced slam, fire control system, etc. Um, that's the list that I've, I've flown quite a long time. Uh, in fact, uh, thanks to Jack, in fact, because he was the one that bought me the, the third Inquisitor's title. Um, <laughs> Stupid. So, yeah, I, 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 you know, I would regularly fly that. Um, I'd, I'd try and take it a little bit lighter, hence the bid. But when you're flying Inquisitor's ties, it's pilot skill three, so it doesn't really matter. So Vinda's pilot skill four. So, yeah. So, Jack, do you want to talk us through the list that you brought? Yeah. So, I only had one list because I forgot all of my plastic bases and couldn't fly <laughs> another list because <laughs> it had a medium base in it. Luckily, we scrounged some off of uh, Tom's stash at the club. Um, so again, I was 200 points, didn't want to concede anything. No thought gone into it, just crammed what I can in. Um, so I got broadside in the Y-Wing uh, for the Republic, this is, uh, with an ion cannon turret. Uh, Obi-Wan in the Delta with calibrated laser targeting two Shadow Squadron V-Wings with Dedicated, and then Rick with an R4P and Daredevil. And basically it was just keep things inside of the V-Wings while chipping away. And it came, it came in quite handy a couple of times, I think. I managed to dodge a few attacks from Rob using that. that yeah, it, was a, it was a good list, actually, really. Like... Yeah. Um, it was one of those where you, you look at it and as soon as you see five ships and it's just like, oof. <laughs> um, but it was, it, was a, it was a good list. It's like um, you kind of almost feel a little bit more confident when, you know, you've got your uh, Y-Wing that's only got one defense dice and, you know, the, the V-Wings are only spitting out two without the... So I spit out two with my Inquisitor's ties, but normally having the lots two hits isn't using, it? yeah and just using the um, fire control system it's like it's, it's pretty consistent yeah. um but uh yeah i don't think the we, the, the v-wings did much in terms of damage but they were always a nuisance in terms of when we were they were in the thick my dial, yeah it's just like as soon as i'm putting my dial down and i'm thinking that v-wing is gonna block me and if not <laughs> then it's gonna shoot me and it was that kind of if it shoots me, it's only got two dice. I don't know. It's I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. With Rick, when I played against Ian months and months ago, because I go for like six months without playing X-wing. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so I put R4P on it because I found that I was always getting stuck in three forward, three bank, three forward, three bank to keep losing the stress, but keep the evade there. So I thought, oh, I can do. A five straight now or i can do a three hard and make it blue and it it gives you that ability to turn around a bit quicker without having to do a talent roll so you can go forward daredevil then three hard then daredevil again and you, you're pointing back up the board and it just helps them keep them a bit more mobile so were you both at 200 points then when you yeah yeah. yeah 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 we had one game where we had to roll off because the other one we had no clashes on initiative, so it was a bit pointless. 
but yeah, it, it didn't really. I know you had supernatural reflexes, so you could adapt to what the conditions were, but really, it just felt like a normal game of X-wing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think ultimately that's the that's the verdict. Really, it's yeah. it's not terrible. Like it on paper. Oh yeah. Dial down. You've you've dialed in your moves, and then you figure out if that move's going to you know cock up or not. Hmm. It sounds terrible, but honestly it really wasn't it actually made it a little bit more exciting <laughs> um you know truth be told it, it was it was probably the most fun game of x-wing i've had for a while um yeah because it, it's it's not just kind of not necessarily going through the motions because you know you're effectively you know i i made sure that i was flying ships that i've kind of flown before so like the, um you know riad in the defender i never use riad but i do quite like the defender i think all, all the more actually because in the first no is it the first game no the second game when i used riad yeah um stupidly because i've not played x for a little while i put riad on a rock <laughs> <laughs> and it was at range one of the Y-Wing and pretty much every other ship in Jack's list yeah. had a shot on this defender. And I'm thinking, ah, right. And it was only like the, the second or third turn, wasn't it? Because I'd kind of yeah. zoomed up to try and flank and I've, I've overbaked the three bank um, and it's kind of just clipped and landed on the rock. So obviously I can't get to shoot. But I'm thinking, oh, at least I got my evade. But I'm thinking this is this is trouble. This is trouble for the defender. Uh, every single ship had a shot at it. It came away with one damage. Well, it was yeah, well, it's stupid. One one damage. I was even just hoping for an ion or anything. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even the <laughs> ion. Yeah. Um, honestly, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, one damage, and I was just like. Oh, I do love the Defender. I love it. <laughs> the reason it is my favourite ship. Um, I suppose there's a uh, conversation for the new I-5 Defender then. The, the Volt Scarist one where you bank your action. Because you could yeah. just go, oh, I'll move. And then because I've lost the initiative this turn, I'll bank an action, see where you've gone, activate, and then I'll do a boost or something. Yeah. And react to what you've done. Yeah, but uh, obviously, like most of the population, I didn't get my pre-order of True. Uh, Sky Strike Academy. Hang on, bank, um, bank and action. Just talk me through that. What? So, what's his? Ability? He's. I'll get the ability up, so I'm not misquoting it. So, by bank <clears throat> and is, action, I'm assuming you mean like you can not do two actions one turn, and yeah. So, as an action, gain a strain token to recover a charge. Before you engage, you may spend a charge to perform an action. So you basically use up your action to get that charge, okay. and then if you don't use it, it goes yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a, a quasi passive sensor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Passive sensor for anything on your action bar, essentially. Mm -hmm. But you you sat around carrying that extra action from the start, and then you've got it back. So if you you can kite out and bring it back when you need to it's quite good. yeah yeah it is it, it he I, I probably would have i probably would have entertained the idea of flying him if i mean if i had it but i remember saying actually to to jack throughout the game where i was thinking you know maybe passive sensors on someone like ved yeah 
would be would be good. I had the you know I had the points. I was just basically putting in random upgrades. I didn't some of them I didn't even I didn't even use. It's just I didn't want to I didn't want to secede any of the uh, any of the points. So I just put in stuff on. I think I put marksmanship on bloody Linda to be honest because I was one point down. And I was like, well, he's got a talent slot. I'll stick marksmanship on him. But um, I was thinking maybe passive sensors um, could be a good uh, good upgrade to have. Certainly for these, you know, these rules going forward, if uh, if, if that's how it is. But um, yeah, really enjoyable games. I yeah, really enjoyed them. Um, yeah. Didn't it didn't matter so much in the second game, like Jack said. Uh, I brought all I fours, which yeah, and and Jack's list had threes and two fives. Yeah. So it was it was kind of a moot point, but certainly the first game where you know having those initiative threes. So Jack had three, and I had three. Um, yeah, it mattered. There were a couple of turns where the my my Inquisitor's ties really did need to go second, and they didn't. But even though they didn't go second, it wasn't that much of a detriment because Jack's dialed in manoeuvres almost like it's, you're just you're just consistently being tentative. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all it is. It's it's like I'm going to do this just in case this happens. And if it doesn't, then fine. And if it does, then... And the, uh, the thing is, those V-Wings were purely there just to get in the way. And all they were doing was taking the focus. It was only in the second game they were starting to boost about. So they were just moving. I want to put them there as a roadblock, take a focus. If they bump, that's fine. They still get their focus. Same with Broadside. He always wants to focus. So it, it was another list like yours, Rob, where you were just like, I'm going to try and mitigate any downside to these rules. Mm. By not taking things that want to be boosted, that want target locks. Mm. Because I was keeping Obi and Rick kind of on the edge shooting in while everything else was in the mix of it. So, yeah, I think yeah, that I think so there's, there's, there's something in that as well, you know, in the sense that um, I'd quite happily forego my dice modification actions for a boost or a barrel. Yeah. Um, whereas in that, you know, when you're, when that's taken away from you, it's like actually where I would normally boost here to try and make sure I've got arc or, or get out of arc or, or whatever. It's like, no, do you know what? I'm going to take an evade or mm-hmm. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a focus instead and just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And you know, it does kind of mitigate those, um, those almost those maverick maneuvers that, that I like to do, to be honest, mm-hmm. but not being able to do them. I thought I would care more than I did. Um, it was just fun. It was actually yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's still going to be opportunity, Georgia. though, isn't there? It's still going to be opportunity to fly well and arc dodge and boost. Them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually, we, um, this, while I remember, so me and Jack were talking, um, as we sometimes do <laughs> on, on Wednesday, and we were kind of we were going through these things that AMG have said about the rules and stuff. One of the things that kind of stuck out was the pegs. Yeah. Right. And that ships now have to remain on pegs um so if you get an instance where a ship is going to collide yeah and you know they're like two falcons for instance yeah yeah what you have to do is basically add or subtract pegs oh got you raise or lower yeah um and i mean the main question is why (laughs) yeah and when you think about when you think about it um i they keep they keep or they have mentioned in the past that, you know, X-Wing is very much, and they certainly mentioned it when they were doing the 
range zero shooting. Yeah. About it being a two-dimensional playing field, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe possibly in the future that they might incorporate a mechanic with the pegs in terms of height. Yeah. yeah. So you you know say if I, I I mean don't get me wrong I I could be pissing in the wind really but um I I, I think maybe I I just I don't understand the faff if your chips yeah. are gonna overlap like why enforce it that yeah. they have yeah, to yeah, remain yeah. on pegs like it, it just seems saying it for the sake of saying it but yeah. I a lot of people would say maybe that's AMG all over but. I, I think there's something to it, and I think perhaps maybe there's something maybe further down the line with pegs, to, you know, to try and make it almost like a 3D battlefield. You know, maybe it's maybe if you're lower down, you've got an extra evade, and you know, or I, I don't know, I don't know what they'll do, but I think I think there may be something further down the line. One one of the high. rational explanations I saw online was just like, oh they might want to take a picture of the tournament and they don't want the ghost off its base sat on the side of the table for the whole game. And I thought, well, it's a lot of faff to go through just for an off chance of a picture. Just use a different one. It seems yeah, and I'm going to be honest, if you, um, if you put a ghost on <laughs> three pegs, <laughs> that, that ghost isn't staying on three pegs. Well, the ghost can't yeah. be extended, can it? It's on that like tripod thing. It's got the actual proper... Um, I've tried to play the ghost on pegs and it's, yeah, if, if you get any loose pegs, let's be honest, everyone's got a couple of loose ones. Yeah. Um, that ghost is, it's like a spinning plate. It's only a matter of time before it's off. Um, I suppose the only reason, that, of the, I guess the reason they're putting it in there is AMG are quite thematic here, aren't they? It is about the look of the game to a degree as well yeah. with MCP and with Legion and stuff like that. The, that licensing aspect and they want to i guess they want to see the models on the table maybe don't they yeah but in the, in the same sense you know if, if if me and jack are playing at the club and we play next week and you know our our ships are going to collide it's going to be a fat like the, the old silencer for instance like that absolute monster ship that it was when those few wings come out like um you know that that happened all the time like i'm going to take it off its base like it, it like Unless there's a rule uh, in terms of like a game mechanic whereby I ha like I have to, because of the faff that it is, I'm I'm just going to take it off. But obviously, you get to a tournament, and this is a legitimate rule now. Like, are you going to be, you know, are you going to be across the table from someone, and your ships are going to collide? So you, do you mind if I just take the ship off? No, judge. You know, it just. It seems like one of those. It just seems like a really weird. <laughs> if someone, if someone did that, though, you'd be like, mm. but that's what I mean. It's just like nobody in their right minds is going to do. Oh, it, judge, he's taking his, his ship off his peg. It's it's breaking the rules. Like nobody, nobody's going to be that guy. You know, that guy. Yeah. Well, right. could you imagine it? But you know, it, it, <laughs> if it, you know, if you get because I believe all the pegs are the same size, right? In terms of their height. No, the large ships, oh, height-wise, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, the large ships have a, a bigger diameter, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, in terms of thickness, or girth, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, like they, you know, <laughs> podcast, um, then, yeah, I think, I think obviously they're a little bit, um, a little bit thicker, but I think height-wise, I think they're the, I think they're yeah, the same. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. But, um, you know, maybe they've got like, almost like a, ready-made thing there and they're just going to try and incorporate something into it maybe. that's an interesting theory yeah it's a bit 
bit tin hat, full hat, but hundred um, percent. It's just, it's just what you know. You you try and think about these things that they, you know, these changes that they're trying to implement, and like a lot of people will will argue that they're doing it just for the sake of doing it. They're trying to put an AMG stamp on a on a you know a system that they didn't you know devise or whatever, uh, and they're making these changes literally just to kind of shake the pot around. I don't know. I I I like to think that there's reasoning behind pretty much anything that they do rightly or wrongly i like i just like to think that there's something there and i just with that one specific rule you know a ship has to stay on its peg now you can't take it off if, if it's going to collide or it's going to be a problem you just raise it up or or, or lower the pegs i mean in other aerial warfare weird. games you've got um like wings of glory and i think blood red skies and stuff like yeah. that it's quite a lot of other aerial warfare games and most of them do use a hype mechanic um, I think they, I played Wings of Glory before, something like that, and um, that's to do with speed of movement. So the higher you are, it affects the way you move and things like that. So it'd be interesting if they could bring that type of mechanic into X-wing and and, and freshen up the movement mechanics again, because that's yeah. what's changed. They've just done about an issue. Really impacts movement and dial setting, doesn't it? More than anything, at least building. Yeah, I think I think if they if they do too much more with it, though, it's it's kind of you're almost at that. X-wing 3.0 yeah. Yeah, yeah. territory, almost. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily where they're going to re-release everything and, and, and what have you, but you know, it's it's certainly in a in a state where you know this is it. This it's it's new. It's completely new. Um, it's, well, that's it's not... a really cheap change that they could make because everyone's got everyone's got pegs. So um, you yeah, can like fundamentally saying, change you're... the game without releasing any new product. Almost not that that's necessarily a business yeah. you want to do, but. But in the same sense with what you're saying about, um, you know, movement, changing the movement, you know, it could be, there might be new manoeuvres. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than the banks and the hards, they've got, you know, it might be like a, else. like a sort of a loop the loop where you go up an elevation and K-turn at the same time. Yeah. Um, we will add on to this bit. This was Ian's idea. <laughs> because <laughs> give him any credit <laughs> no, but he's been looking all this at, speculation um, aeronautica imperialis ah yeah yeah gw yeah so they have the elevation and that's where he's come up with that so the, we've we've adopted the tin hat from him i wonder how it impacts legion because uh i was playing craig the other day with droids and he had to take the aat off his peg a few times um yeah. it's really clunky isn't it some of the mm. some legion mechanics with some the of the, large the models. official rules are the model counts and if you can't put the get the base up to touch something without the model coming off its base then you can't touch it because oh, the, okay. it, the question came up with the bus because it sticks over the front. Yeah. Someone tried to touch an objective. It was like a building for key positions. And because they couldn't get everything touching with the base, technically they weren't allowed it, but margin of error to a certain extent allows you to do it. Yeah, I guess when you're, when you're trying to measure line of sight as well, you know, yeah. if the thing's not there, then what are you measuring to? Mm. And also when you're moving through gaps as well, it's things like moving between buildings, you need a certain amount of, you need to be able to get like the model through or something, I think it was. Something. Yeah, no, that's a, ATRTs, I always used to get caught, like put them somewhere and then realise I can't actually move them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just go up to them. Yeah. Okay, I suppose that brings us quite nicely on to uh, the main thrust of today then. 
Yeah. Hey. These segways, honestly, we don't we don't plan them, but they just <laughs> it just they're just there. And we're only on podcast three. Imagine where we always <laughs> yeah. when we actually know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Okay. So, do you want to, Jack? Do you want to just lay a little preface out to the subject yeah. and uh, how we came to it? So this this line of thought came from seeing a lot of talk about triple spider droids, mostly the ion weapon which is, I've, I've played four games, five games with it, and it's a very effective tool against vehicles and even sometimes against troops if you can get it through cover, um, especially droid troops. But that, that got me thinking about how I would combat those if I came up against it because if I took my spider droids against someone else's spider droids, it's just going to be we eye on each other constantly or... I go and eye on his troops, he goes and eye on my troops. And at that point, it's you're just doing tit for tat and things aren't going to be progressing too quickly. Maybe it might be quite difficult. Once you lose one spider droid, is that going to cascade until you lose the rest of them? Because I've now got three to your two. And so I was just pulling on that thread and I was thinking about how can the rebels combat it? How can the empire combat it? And, and uh, I thought that would be quite an interesting thing to discuss, like, especially with vehicles being quite present in the meta at the moment with buses and lats and aats and speeders and everything it's uh, yeah i think they've been been growing and growing haven't they since really i guess since um since the saber tank and the aat were released we've had a few Mm. extra vehicles um and you've got more support options now yeah for droids and clones just coming out um and vehicles are always fun aren't they in war games to be honest exactly People love a good old vehicle, and we've got more and more. So um, you have to think about ways to counter them. It's not the infantry game that it sort of started out as, really. No. Um, and even in a, a early Legion, you didn't have many heavy options. You had the ATST, and that was really it. Rebels never really had too much. Um, I guess the airspeeder, yeah, ATRT is pretty core, I suppose. But they don't feel in the same way like a vehicle. Uh, not with the big health uh, hit points and the amount of damage that you can turn out from some vehicles. Yeah. Um, so I suppose if we go faction by faction then, you yeah. mentioned spider droids and, and they're the new hotness for you. So it is, yeah. Start with uh, CIS and, and have a look at their lineup really. Now what they're we think quite impressive. From there. Yeah, yeah. And, so and then all of the supports vehicles. Yeah, exactly. So all this all their supports and heavies are vehicles. Uh, we've got Droidicas, Staps, Spider Droids for support, uh, AATs, and the new Persuader class, Snail Tank, uh, which is coming out next week, I think, in the UK. Really, the standout ones, obviously, we've had Staps rammed down our throats with Bombing Run and Breakthrough. But the Spider Droids with a range for a commander that can give them a recover and help them recover fire, you can get a six... Six lots of attack with Ion 1 and Impact 2 at range 4, it, it's good. Especially if you're coming up against other armour. The AAT again, but I think that's more for taking out troops. So sticking on support then, so uh, Droidicas, do they, do they have much of a place, do you feel, in a droid lineup anymore? It's difficult because they were the only support and then Staps came out and kind of showed you that actually they're a bit bad they they're a red and two black each suppressive at range three 
don't surge to hit. But then you've got three black, range three on a speeder with critical one per model. And yes, they don't surge to defense, but they get dodges. And it's, I, I just think they're too niche. The suppressive's nice. But again, in this current meta where we've got delivery systems and we've got these big tanks rolling around, throwing six dice that don't do anything modification-wise at those vehicles is just a waste. And often you're now finding people just paying, paying the core tax. That's it. We now move on, get our vehicles in, get um, a commander in, maybe some special forces. I suppose Droidicus tempt you in with that shielded, making you think mm. they're a bit hardy. But the more iron you see, the less exactly, that works yeah. as well. So, and then the wheel mode just always feels a bit like clunky. Yeah. I've never seem to see people changing between the modes. And you just compare them to stats for what is the same price. Mm. Um, stats are getting the dodge, obviously, um, with that agile one. Yeah, speed three no matter what. Yeah, they just feel like a, just feel like a better choice, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because, two, yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely the more situational of the choices. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, Spider Droids just came out and uh, they kind of like, they, they offer you another play style. You can do more of a gun line with them, you know, firing at range four. Whereas the stats were more of a, definitely more of a mobile bombing run breakthrough sort of list, key positions or something. Um, but these are, you've bought a vehicle. I'm going to punish you for that now because before you get that into like an airspeed or something, it's got to get into range three to attack these things by which time they've had two shots on you and already limited one of your actions because you're going to put attack protocols on because you don't want them moving. You want them aiming and firing armor three as well. And yeah. surging on both. Yeah. Um, it's good. Effectively the same cost. The ion cannon is what, 20 points, I'm guessing, isn't it? On top? It's 10 points. Ten po so cheaper than the droidicas and stuff. It's, so with the ion blaster and attack protocols, you're looking at 68 points. Right, yeah. Which is an absolute bargain. Bit of a no-brainer, isn't yeah. it, really? And, and especially helps. if things get close and do hit them hard, blow yourself up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? I mean, if you, mm. that was a, a mine or a bomb, like three red dice... Last impact one and surging to yeah. hit as well. Yeah, they're they're definitely my go-to at the moment for a support in the droids. I do pair them in a list that I quite like running with an AAT because that helps with shutting down things that want to take dodges. Some again, it's another range four cannon that can really punish things out in the open. Good against and other vehicles as well. Critical two impact one. Yeah, you've you've got enough dice modifications that you can sit there and go, it's not going to be like a Droidicus, just yeah, see what we get. There is that alteration. But the thing that is really going to make droids good against armor now is that snail tank. Because, yes, it's only got, it's got another range four gun with critical one, but you can then slap on armor piercing shells, get your impact there. And then it's short range weapon is a rainbow with impact one, ion one. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. You can have, if you really want to lean into it, five ion weapons in your list. And it's attached to something that's 11 health and full armor. Yeah. And surging on both as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, 
you miss the red dice from the AAT, but you've got a couple of extra hit points and you're surging yeah. white dice. So they're probably a bit of a wash, really, in terms of how they're going to last longevity-wise. And you can also transport something at the same time with that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can really get in your opponent's face mm. while shelling them with the uh, spider droids. Mm. What's they're your just... top pick, then? Being, being someone who's ran the bus and transported a few things around in it, what's going to be your top pick for moving around in the snail tank? It's got to be... I'd say B2s. Yeah. If you can really throw them up quickly, put the Har Trooper on it, and then get that big range two attack off with blast straight away. Y- yeah, you're laughing. Mm. And then I'd say second pick is the Magna Guards. Yeah. But then they really want to be close to a commander, so it's... Yeah, uh, B2 sound good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I played Craig the other week, and um, I managed to whittle them down a bit as they were coming in, really, mm. and they didn't really get much off. So you deliver them deliver them where you want them fully yeah. kit out then uh, yeah could do some big damage exactly impact uh, there'd be heavy cover armor one just cancel three hits straight away i think they're going to be all right going in so in terms of infantry choices what sort of options have you got for anti-armor in the droid uh, infantry list there's really three choices so you can go for the rocket on the b1 which is a bit of a classic but i always found that'd be a little bit of a, a wishy-washy weapon. The Ha is a range three blast, so you're near enough guaranteed to get that impact two off. And then you've got the Magna Guards that have the RPS, which is the rainbow impact two. I don't like it though. Okay. I know, I know it looks good on paper. You're not cumbersome anymore. You've got critical one on it. Yeah. But they're range two attacks on their card. So you've got two range bands where you're only firing that rocket and you're firing it into cover. So you might get one through, you might get two through. Luckily, you might get three through, but it's... Yeah, unless you're in that ra- that sweet, spot, sweet spot is that range two band at that point. Yeah, it, which is yeah. A little bit... Yeah. And then the B1s have a sweet spot of range three. So mm. I, would, I would take that over taking the IGs. Yeah. That's that's my thoughts on it. Obviously, you've got lightsabers which can punish armor. Yeah, I think you can find that across all find that across all uh, yeah all factions really, aren't we? Sources of ion then. So have they got much ion? It's only the spider droid and the snail tank. Right. Yeah. So there's no no core troop options to take any ion. No. Uh, I think rebels. They have the ion trooper. Yeah. And I think that's about it. I think we're the only ones to have a core eye on. Because the Empire one is just impact three. Right, yeah. Rocket, the rocket, the Empire rocket is impact three. Yeah. But it just suffers, it just suffers with that cumbersome. Hmm. So, yeah, the benchmark going through everything when I make a list is those spider droids with eye on. Hmm. How would I combat them and this is what's got me thinking about other things other than vehicles. Yeah. How I could take down a vehicle. Because you could easily exacerbate the problem and just go, right, well, I'll take as many vehicles as, as I can and just hit those spider droids before they get to do too much. Which, which is easy enough to do across all the factions. You can easily take five vehicles. Um, 
I think you just run around them, don't you? Isn't that a tactic versus spider? Well, yeah. I mean, if you've got speed three Mandalorians that can just go, get out of your way. <laughs> chase me, chase me. Yeah, exactly. Like that. But then that, that again is what got me thinking because, yes, you didn't kill them, but you killed everything else. Mm, yeah. And my, my spider droids couldn't get enough of a pivot on you because mm. you went from their front arc to their back arc. And I you can't do anything you have to just ignore them which means you've got sabine and her mandalorians running around killing things that white dyson don't search i think it was a bit skewed that game because it was a turn zero decisions and deployment wasn't it really yeah that affected that but it was interesting to see that, yeah. um, that you could just outrun them to or sort of outmaneuver them yeah so that is my thinking from here on out take something that's can either ignore them and get around them or take something that can just take him out but doesn't get impacted by ion so if you were running clones then let's move on okay. what would you uh what's your thoughts on your uh your picks for anti-vehicle using clones then anti-vehicle within clones i mean the rps trooper is all right if you can get it in position to then fire outside of the cumbersome I've had it used against me a couple of times with the bus mm-hmm. where they've just gone, I just fire support the range four shot. So they've moved up their non-cumbersome unit and then the range four of the rocket's already in range. So they just flip it and go, there you go. I'll have impact two on a Z6 shot, which has really worked well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 13 dice, odds are there's a couple of crits already. This was when they could share as many tokens as they want. So they were aiming a lot yeah. as well. And, yeah. But I still think there's a place for that. Um, mm-hmm. Wookies as well. I I do love a bowcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running three of them at the LGT. Every time you come up against armor, you just think if I can get a shot into it before I do anything else, it's worth it because that impact one pierce one. Surprising how much it gets through. I also think ATRTs are underutilized in there. Laser cannon ATRTs. Yeah. No, I noticed you were. Um looking at putting them into a couple of rebel lists. I, I run them a few times and I don't know, for me on the rebel side, certainly that five black die surge to crit makes a massive difference rolling those extra die rather than the impact. Yeah. Um, and anything that surges to crit has, can have a good day against vehicles. You just relying on variants of it, aren't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I suppose you're right. I'm just looking at the new uh, Fluttercraft options that's got as well. So you've got a little it's bit got a bowcaster on the back. Yeah. yeah. So you could do that. But again, we're now into the vehicles. Mm. So we're thinking of taking vehicles to combat vehicles, which then is fueling that vehicle, that mess, that vehicle meta. So I don't I think, think I don't think you can get away from that though, because no, the amount of picks and choices and you're gonna have some um, I don't yeah. think we're ever going back to infantry lists in Legion, are we? There's always gonna be No, I think support. the vehicles are too good of a choice. Mm. Um, I was talking to someone at Milton Keynes last night about the infantry support platform and this having to get into this mentality of a cl- the clone faction is now a fire support faction. Yeah. So get a Z6, get it to fire support this infantry support platform. That then surges to crit. You're then going to hit something really bloody hard. You know, it's 16 dice on the full attack for the blaster cannon. Critical two surge to crit, so you, you don't even need to bother, bother with the critical two. 
Yeah, I haven't really looked much at the infantry support platform. I've, yeah, just, I've just put one together, so I'm just thinking... literally looked at it. Tw- the, and the twin blaster <laughs> cannons look pretty nasty as well. Six yes, yeah, that's the one I was looking at. So you, you could do that and just put a big dice pool into something and try and wipe it off the board. Yeah. Or you could even just go missile pods. And again, yeah, four that red support yeah, from a two. rocket. Mm. Mm. And then gun it does seem that like most most vehicles are kind of they've got multitude of utilities. You know, you yeah, can, you, can, you can certainly certainly the new ones you can kind of kit them out uh, and and kind of fit them into whatever sort of list you're you're planning on. I'm glad that like like you say they're bringing out these new weapons for them. I'm glad they're doing that rather than just going, oh yeah, you can take high energy bunker busters or armor piercing. So just giving them that choice to go, well, I want to be anti-infantry while having my anti-vehicle and my core troop or something. Or I want my vehicles to be anti-vehicle and we'll have Z6s and things. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably where I'd oh, look. What do you think to Barks then? Because I know they did, um, they did quite well in some big American tournament the other day. And uh, oh. I'm just looking at their choices as well. Yeah. Obviously, they're relatively cheap and they've got They've got the Ion Gunner, obviously, yeah. with Impact 1 and Ion 1, which isn't a bad dice pool, is it? 1, 3, 3, black and a white. Yeah. Um, and then they've got the RPS as well, Impact 2. So, Yeah, I think... I mean, if you wanted a, an activation pad, I think the Bark's the best choice now. Because you can just take it naked at 55 points and, again, fire support it, and it would make up for not having the sidecar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also keeps that speed free. Um, but, yeah, like you say getting an RPS 6, not having to line up the arc for it, you can then fire support that instead of fire support in the front shot. So there's swings and roundabouts of what you want to do with it. If you want it to be going at things, definitely put something on. I think the iron gun is a bit of a a hindrance because of the having to spend an action to ready it again. There's nothing inherently that you can give a card or uh, an ability from a commander to go you to recover. So that's, I think that's another thing why the spider droids are so good yeah. is that three pip from the super tactical droid just goes, oh yeah, two of you recover. Mm. And yeah, there's nothing like that for the other factions at the moment that can, except for Cassian. I guess Veers as well. Yeah, Veers has got one, yeah. yeah. So Republic's lacking in that. My, my choice there would be phase ones with the rocket and use it as a fire support. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah, cheap, cheerful. Yeah, because you you don't have to tap it either, do you? No, no, Criminal, that's a bonus. Really, when you compare it to <laughs> yeah other other weapons. Yeah, seventy three points for a phase one with an RPS. Yeah, I do like my range four attacks. So. Yeah, nice. I think that's about it. Yeah, and then lightsaber heroes again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The glow sticks of truth. <laughs> right, Rob. What are you taking? Yeah, um, well, obviously Empire has um, super speeder bikes. They've got... Uh, do we want to class two backs as vehicles? Uh, they're creatures. Oh, they're in support, creatures. aren't they? Yeah, they're in support. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, we, if we're going to talk about... Oh, they are. Billy Goats. Mine's gone blank. Tauntauns. Tauntauns, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I guess this, it's no different, isn't it? So, yeah, so uh, speeder bikes. Uh, they've got Dubax. Uh, and then obviously the three heavies, you've got ATST, 
and the TX225, I think it is, um, and the LAT uh, patrol transport. So um, in terms of the actual vehicles themselves, um, I don't have a LAT. I have played or I've used Ian's before. I, I found it fairly underwhelming, but that mainly because I, aside from speeder bikes, which I use semi-consistently, I don't really use vehicles all that often, to be honest. Um, I would I would argue after the speeder bikes, it's probably the ATST. I very rarely use anything else, to be honest. But things with uh, speeder bikes, I think they, you know, you look at a comparable unit in terms of the stats and I, I just think it's pretty night and day. You've got cover one, you've got speeder one um, with with speeder bikes and they've got their double rainbow uh, impact one, I think it is. Yep. But, you know, you compare that to the, uh, to the stats and it's, I prefer the stats to be honest. Dubacks, Again, kind of with them not being actual vehicles themselves, and they've got different, uh, they take different keywords, don't they, separately? But they've got Armour 1, which is as good as Speeder 1, I guess. I suppose the thing that reposition spur is up against um, things like the Spider Droids, they'll trigger the impact, but they won't trigger the ion. So, are you would would you consider that still to be a drawback? Yeah, just because that's that one example there is fairly situational. Whereas in terms of your output, I think the stats are better as well. I mean, uh, speedwalk serves to hit, serves to defense. But I always I always feel like I mean. Maybe that just says more about me than anyone else, but I always seem to suffer more against stats than I make people suffer with my speeders. Mm. Like I, you know, come in against stats and it's always, you know, they, they zip around as quickly as speeder bikes. Um, when, you know, when they've got that double, you know, if you, if you move, move when you're just trying to get an objective and you're, you know, you're sat on an objective knowing that it's kind of the last turn and you've double moved to get there, you're, you're taking two dodges. Yeah. Uh, pretty you safe. kind of see it out. Whereas with, with speeders, it's the white dice. Yes. search to defense, but let's not talk about that to be honest, <laughs> because I think that the, the, the only time, the only time my speeder bike, and I say speeder bike, cause one of them was dead. In fact, it was against you, Jack. I don't know if you remember where, I plonked that speeder bike on a middle objective, which was kind of gave me heavy cover. Mm -hmm. And I think I soaked up like 40 dice worth of, of yeah, attack. It was all my fleet troopers. And it, it, I, I didn't take a damage. I took one damage. Um, and, and then after that, I, I zoomed away. But yeah, my, my speeder bikes, they, they just die very quickly. So I, I got um, two backs. I'm mm -hmm. dragging back to them, unfortunately. Do you think outside of the Vader list, where it's three Dubaks, new ways to motivate them to get them in, do they have a place? I want to say yes. Because uh, it, it depends on how you want to play them. If, if you want to march them in super quickly and, and get them dealing all that damage straight away, then 
you kind of need Vader to, to kind of get them in there. And in which case, that's hell of an expensive list for what is effectively the, the first turn or two, you know, marching up the board. Dube actually can kind of hang back a little bit. I think they're, if I remember rightly, they're, they can take Flamer. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no arc to any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, have them hanging back covering a, an objective. Yeah, absolutely fine. I think I've only ever seen them played aggressively. So marching up the board straight away. Uh, and I, I say this for Ian, for instance. Um, whenever he's got his, his dewbacks, the, I know for a fact that they're just making a beeline towards me. Yeah. No, yeah, no beating around the bush. That's just what's going to happen. It feels um, like that's the way you've got to play them, though. Look, just looking at—I mean, the, the weapon options aren't great, are they? You know? no. But you get get into combat like that's pretty tasty. Um, pretty yeah, I, I I've not got the fancy uh, the computers that you guys have got. So I'm kind of going off memory here, but I think they've got um, critical two and suppressive. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three red, three white. Um, yeah. So it's it, they're good in terms of tying things up as well. You know, if you want to get into into melee with them. But yeah, I, I think uh, if and when I start, you know, putting them in a in a list, I'd I'd probably hang them back. That's what I'd I'd probably prefer to do with them. They're just, a, just weird, they're a weird unit, aren't they? Mm. Like what what is they've not got a really defined purpose like a lot of units in Legion. You know, I've got whatever unit, I know what I'm going to do with it. Like if it's your battle plan, I guess your bags is. You get it into combat, really. I suppose, yeah. and tie things up, don't you? That's that's maybe what his battle plan is. But um, yeah. I guess it's a reason that you don't see them or haven't seen them that often up till recently. So, okay, Rob, hypothetical: you're in a world of spider droids are everywhere. What's your go-to for taking them out without ISS suffering too Idenversio. Yeah. I thought you'd say that. <laughs> that's your that's your answer to everything. <laughs> it is. If, if in doubt, if in doubt, Iden Versio, and if if you need a little bit extra, put the eye stuff in there. I think it, you know with the kind of the cumulative tokens that they can get, you know, especially with her three pips. So with Iden and two units of ISF with the extra trooper, I took down two air speeders in two turns. That was obviously that was including Iden's three pip, uh, so they can kind of basically move, move, shoot. But each move giving you an aim. So uh, yeah, and then obviously they've got the marksman keyword and the surge to hit. So more often than not, you're you're pretty much. I mean, unless the dice really kind of aren't in your favour that game, but you're you're pretty consistently going to get. You know, two or three crits easily easily because you just spend your aims especially if you've got offensive push which is what i normally pair them with especially for that three pip um you know move offensive push get the free aim from the move move again get another aim so you've got three aim tokens throw your dice you, you're gonna be getting crits yeah um it's yeah i i can't that it, that would be my as an empire player, I'm sure there's much better and more efficient. 
I'm not sure there is. I'm not sure no, there I'll is in that part. I'm, I'm clicking it's, through it's, their options. You haven't got, you've hardly got any surge to crit, which is one thing that I like. No, I think the eWeb, which is why I always want to try and make it work. But the, the thing with the eWeb is it really suffers from that range. Mm. You know, it's, it's just a difficult one. You, you hang it back. But then again, you know, using, using vehicles as a, as a platform, you know, there's talk of putting the eWeb on the back of the tank. And giving it that standby token and just watching it fire off all these dice, you know, eWebs do surge to crit, but um, I guess you know, it's I'm the other way, it's just stormtroopers, isn't it? Like, yeah, like a solid core unit, then you get four or five stormtrooper units, either with the DLTs or maybe chuck a couple of HLH12s in there. I know they're not super efficient, but you could. If you if you get positioned right, you probably could take a vehicle down with like four or five stormtrooper units getting shots off on it. Yeah, but by the, you know at that point it's it's half your list concentrated on one of the yeah their well, units. You know, when you, when it's an object, yeah. But in, in terms of trying to take something out, so if I've yeah, um, you know it it kind of with with things like Iden and the special forces, you kind of you know that they can be doing other things. They can go and collect mm. objectives and all that yeah. kind of stuff. With the, with the, with the Stormtrooper unit, or two Stormtrooper units, with the, with the rocket launcher, you know full well that that's what that's there for. Mm. Right? And you can effectively not go anywhere near it. Because I think it, it, it only has range three. Is that right? Yep. Uh, um, no, no, your rocket launcher is range four. Is range four. That's how yeah, often I use it, to be honest. Awesome, I just, I just see the word cumbersome and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> nope. I want a moving sheet. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, you're kind of telegraphing your, your, you know, your intentions before, mm, before yeah. they happen. You know, you know yeah. full well that if, if I'm moving over to the left with my rocket launcher guy, I, I'm not shooting this turn, but I, I am next turn. So, you know, don't go near it. it. It could be a deterrent, you know, rather than out and out destroying something it could just be a yeah you know what that lane is pretty covered i'm not going to go anywhere near that yeah. um, I, I do perhaps. have to agree with you about the isf the, like the versatility yeah exactly you can infiltrate you can then push up because Iden can then infiltrate behind them you can do the double move shoot on turn one you can either take out a load of troopers like Consistently, you could easily take out three, four units between them if they're small. Yeah, and I think I think ultimately, in terms of um, infiltrating, um, I very, very rarely infiltrate Iden because I I prefer as a commander, literally because of the three courage. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you infiltrate, it drops down to an operative. But with the uh, you know specifically just as this is the example about about the two um, air speeders, I infiltrated the um, ISF. I gave them long range comlinks because uh, that's another thing that I neglect to do sometimes. I won't yeah. give them long range comlinks. So when it's like that turn, and I'm like, oh man, it's just kind of out of range, or I've, I've maybe had to move Iden too far the other way because I didn't want it to get pinched. Uh, you know, and it's made one of the units then not, um, you know, not be able to take that that three pip. It's it's awkward. So you know, ISF with long range comlinks, and I I um, infiltrated them opposite ends of the board, um, and yeah, I, I basically did this kind of pinched movement: one from the left, one from the right. I didn't uh, through the middle, and it was it was 
literally just kind of caught the two air speeders together. Um, I'd have done a little bit of damage beforehand to one, which was why ultimately I could do the job in, in turn two, um, which was which was nice. But yeah, I, I, in terms of efficiency, it was it's easily for me for me personally easily the, the best way I can get around vehicles if I can if I can play it right. But again, it's just kind of as soon as you start positioning troops in such a way, you know, it, you, you come against any player that kind of sees this and knows Iden's three bit card and, and what have you. And it's like, I know what's happening next turn kind of thing. And maybe you try and mitigate still it. Still try and get a sabotage communications off against it. <laughs> yeah. Could, could you imagine? <laughs> you try Fuming. Just but, Iden's um, game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I easily, Iden's my favorite, um, favorite unit in the game. ATST though. I mean, the ATST, He's pretty good anti-vehicle. Now, really? now, yes. Before this this update, with um, you know not being able to take vice with the uh, expending, so you, you would basically exhaust the arsenal four. Yeah. Whereas now it it, it doesn't exhaust, so you, you can effectively fire those. I get that, but mm. that's that's like a multi-purpose AT. Like I'm just looking at even just a naked ATST. As crazy as that mm. might sound, or maybe just chuck on the hammers pilot. Because it, it's innate gun, one to four, impact three, double rainbow. Like, yeah. that's that's not a bad anti-armor weapon. You can yeah. even just slap on that blaster for ten points and get impact four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, gives you, it gives you a, tri- a triple triple rainbow, impact four, range four. Maybe chuck the hammers on so you're surging to crit, uh, surging yeah. to hit, so, just to get those extra hits. In. So I mean, one seven. It's a big investment, but all vehicles are, mm. but. Is that not health? Health? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you say this, like, but the ATST now with the points reduction in their weapons, I think it comes out if if you just like fully tank it in, it's like 185 points ish, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's with you know the the, the pilot the, and, and all the extra weapons. Yeah, uh, it's, it's noticeably different. Yeah. yeah, noticeably different. I'm having to go off memory here, so if I'm if I'm wrong on any of this stuff. No, no, no. You're about you're about. But um, but yeah, you know, with these point reductions on weapons, it's I I, you know, I think I think certain people would disagree with me. I.e., Ian, if it was like take an ATST or take Vader, I'd, I'd easily take the ATST. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, mainly because I just I I'd it just means that. Maybe I can't take Iden, which upsets me. But <laughs> Iden has to be in every list. Has to be in every <laughs> list. Um, but uh, you know, if I if I was to take, um, you know, Vader, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to play him properly. But you know, you, you're looking at anti armor and stuff. Well, there you go, uh, mm. Vader. Yeah, yeah. No, that's probably one of your other best. Even with a really, even with a saber throw, isn't it? So is it impact three? Impact three, yeah, pierce three. Keeps yeah. all the keywords for saber throw, right? It just halves the dice. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it's three red dice. So if you get the three crits, say hello to three damage. Mm. And on a spider droid, that's half your half your health. Well, it's it, with with impact. That's what I'm saying. With with impact on red dice, you're likely you're likely to get hits at least. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, like there you go. That's your you know three red dice. It doesn't matter that it's halved. Because you're only getting impact three and 
and pierce really. So yeah. chucking a lightsaber at a vehicle is yeah. It's a good yeah. nice. You still got to get in there, but that's what Vader does, isn't it? He gets but that's, yeah, especially burst of speed now and putting him on the back of the tank, which Ian likes to do sometimes. Just you know, oh well, not necessarily the tank now; it's more the lat. Yeah, um, he's, he's a lat boy now. Yeah, he's. A, yeah, sadly, um, the, the gav tank doesn't give you that many options. I'm thinking anti anti vehicle. You'd probably take the ATST instead. I think I'd rather take the ATST personally. Yeah. 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 It doesn't. It doesn't transport anything, but it doesn't matter. Um, no. it, you know, in reality, it doesn't. It's. It's not there to do that. It's there to ping off all these different munitions. I guess I'm just looking weapons options, com- comparing them. I mean, the ATS. You lose two dice with the Gav tank, and losing it point of impact on the normal weapon as well. Um, yeah, you can have two red dice with a DLT rifle to get another impact. It's not a bad option, yeah. is it? And it does come out a bit cheaper. It comes out cheaper. It's not terrible, um, and it's got the red dice save. Mm. But I just, yeah, I think there's also the psychological aspect to your opponent of seeing an ATST, yeah. Yeah. eleven health. God, how am I going to dent this thing? Especially if they've rocked up with not a lot of impact or not anything to combat something like that. And if you rock up with two, well, you're going to send them home a bit sad. It does make me want to play Empire. The ATST always has because, like, it, it is an awesome bit of kit. It is. Yeah. You just look at it like five points, chuck a mortar on. Okay, that's another another shot you're firing off, suppressive against a unit of. And I think that mortar's well, only that, range in as well. That mo- that um, the long range weapon where it's like mm. range four to infinite. Um, yeah. I've had it before where on turn one I fired that uh, normal core unit, and because it's suppressive, they weren't in the command bubble. Yeah. And I, I and panicked him off the board, board. and yeah. it was literally straight away, yeah. like the first, first thing. Um, it's yeah, that's very sad to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of vehicles, um, aside from the lat, obviously there's not been anything new for the for the Empire for a while. I'm not a huge fan of the lat. Again, just going off memory, I think it's like it's got armor, Arsenal two, yeah. hover. Uh, it's a red, three black, no surge. And, yeah, and, and obviously you can't attack Generic. it at range one or whatever it is. Right? It's immune, yeah, to, immune to melee. Yeah, and yeah, blast and melee and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the 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 limited playability that I've had with it is I've, I've been fairly underwhelmed. It's not it's not a massive damage dealer, especially with not being able to surge to to attack. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty underwhelming. I but the the two times that I played, I can't remember one of the pilots. I can't remember now. But the other the 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 other one that I took was where I increased its speed to three. Yeah, the Thai pilot. Literally just to to move some stuff up the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't. After that, it was kind of once it's done that one thing. Hmm. I That's know. the difference. I, I didn't know what to do with bus, that. Isn't it? The bus, yeah. if it lingers around, it's giving out aim tokens, giving out dodge tokens. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real support vehicle, and you you feel that that is your HQ. But the lat just goes. Oh, here's Vader. Um, I'll just hang around here. And, it almost uh, has to go back and pick something else up. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, but by that time, it, it, it's minimum. You know, say four turns. You know, one one or two turns to get up. You know, up, turn around, come back, pick something up, go back up. So kind of it's down. really not that hard, is it? Either I mean, eight, eight health, surging yeah. white dice. 
not great. Yeah, they they can they can. I would suspect that they could disappear. Both times that I've played it, it hasn't it hasn't died. It hasn't blown up or anything, but it hasn't done anything either. In which case, it's still it's. I think it's the cheapest heavy option. It's about hundred points, maybe hundred and five. Hundred five now, yeah. Hundred and five, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's the cheaper option, but still, you're looking at the, the sheer firepower of an ATST, and even you know that kind of multi multi utility of the of the tank at least the tanks put in some kind of decent damage out yeah yeah um and can transport some stuff up whereas the lat it just seems like it's it it does it's more getting up the board quicker but that's pretty much about it there's, mm. there's not much else which again, I, again I, I very rarely use it i i've used like yeah. i said twice maybe um maybe there's somebody out there that knows exactly how to use this effectively i just i just remember dropping the payload off as it was and just thinking okay what do i do with it now it's kind of it's just around i wasn't really doing any damage it was just kind of is it just me that apart from vader what do you really want to shoot snow, up the snow troopers is the only other thing with a flamer mm. it, it, it was the snow troopers yeah with that flamer i mean you look at any other faction you've probably got two or three Three or four decent choices. Yeah. Something that you'd want to chuck up there and just chuck in. But... Possibly Palpatine, but Palpatine really? disappears quite quickly as well. It's just way. a case of getting all of the, you know, all of the damage out as quickly as possible. But mm. especially mm. with the rework that Vader's had, where he's kind of um, quite uh, got a bit of longevity in him. Yeah. It's not. It's not so much of a worry as taking the old man up the board, but no. Again, no, no. it's. I think you can only transport one unit, so Palpatine needs something like the Royal Guards. It's mm. a kind of guardian. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't take them both. No. So again, maybe that double. Take one up the board. Come back. Take the other one up the board. But by then, it's in four turns. You'd be up there just by walking. So mm. it, mm. it kind of seems a little bit of a moot point. Okay, so coming to really the only faction that matters, the, the yeah. best faction. <laughs> so yeah, I'll sign off, see you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your input, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, I, think, I feel like we've got some reasonable good. I, I would say we're, we're quite well kitted through heroes to core down to the vehicles. and We're pretty yeah. even. Yeah. Um, do I do want to say, though, that I've never... Never seen anybody play a speeder. Uh, Land speeder. Yeah. Andrew plays a couple of them. Uh, well, he plays one, um, but yeah, it dies turn two. I've never, I've never come up against it ever. I did see. Uh, well, I did say I see. I had it played against me at Imps once. Uh, David Grant played it. I think it was name, and it was eight activations. He just put R2 in it, shields on, and it was gone. I, and then Luke was in my face, and then his bus was in my face with a load of fleet troopers, and it was just like, I've lost control of the game at this point. So it, it, it can Everything's be... On fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. I'm lo <laughs> like losing troops here, there, and everywhere. But no, you, It's just a shame, because it's for, for me personally, it's easily one of the best-looking vehicles, probably in the game, actually. I, I love it. I think just for the iconic um, 
you know, status in terms of the films. But I just, I really love the look of it, but I just, I never see them. Yeah. It feels, it always felt a bit glass cannony for me, really, the land speeder. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's no worse than any others in terms of saves or hit points, really. Um, no, no. But before the bus came out with the gonk droid and things like that, the gonk droid really helps it with the shields. Yeah. Um, the rockets come down a couple of points. Yeah. It used to be unearthly expensive to put weapons on this thing. Um, still 31 points though. So I mean, that's, yeah. you're not I mean, 91 just chucking the, the rocket gunner on. 122 if you want an ion blaster as well to really make use of the <laughs> Arsenal 3. Yeah. And um, it's not, I mean, at that sort of price, you're getting up yeah. to sort of tank ATST money. You're not far off, are you? And it's like... The build I want to use with it is 136 points. Okay. So it's an unstable astromech, RPS rocket, Hotshot pilot and an ion blaster because I want to do the move up with the compulsory, shoot with the ion blaster, recover, spend the astromech, shoot again with the ion, double ion something straight away. Something like an AAT, maybe. That feels like it should be all right because all your weapons are at range four. Yeah. Bar the little pilot's pistol. How many times do you get to do it though? <laughs> With the just, the ones, just the once. Just the once. After that, the thing dies. Say, so last cannon. Get it in early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for 136 points, that's a, a major investment when you can just take a naked airspeeder and yep. be just as potent with your impact. Well, that's it, isn't it? You've got either a naked airspeeder or a couple of ATRTs, which are reliable. Yeah. And chuck out, search to crit, really, or the or the laser cannon. Um, same sort of points. I mean, yeah, the airspeeder is a good option now, isn't it? But um, I always struggle with just taking one. I think is the thing. Yeah, feels like it goes. Uh, they, they feel like they need to be in pairs just to be a, a substantial enough threat that they're not shooting. Then you, you, your core. Mm, yeah. so I think if if one airspeeder's flying around, you can ignore it, and you can just say, "Yeah, you do what you want." And if I get a shot on you, it'd be fine. But if there's two. That's 12 dice surging to crit, impact three. You've got a dead vehicle after they've had a shot. Mm. I mean, Rob's going to pipe up now and say, well, I took both of them out of my ISF. <laughs> <laughs> I saw well, you took off mute for it. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I went on mute because I wanted to let the cat out. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was more very situational. I, I can't imagine it. It was like the perfect storm for... Um, for, for how it went down really but um, I don't build my lists around vehicles I'm slowly trying to incorporate vehicles into my lists more and more you know especially with the ATST that I got ATST was probably maybe the second or third thing I actually bought total with with uh, with Legion I got the core set and I think I got Palpatine and then the next thing I bought was was the ATST and I it's for how long I've had it, it's very underutilized. I think the closest thing to it is speeder bikes in terms of usage. But then I sit, you know, I'm sat at the table now and I've got a tank over there that I'm just like, I probably won't use that. <laughs> I, I just, it's it's there, it's nice, it looks awesome. But We're talking about the good faction here anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to bring you back, <laughs> back. Back to Earth, please. I do like talking about them. <laughs> uh, right, so Tom, do you think yeah rebel vehicles or rebel personnel if you will uh are like the best answer for a vehicle meta which would which would you lean towards if you were to come up against something 
I think with Rebels, it is a combined approach. Mm. I don't think you lean heavy into one or the other, and that's not a get-out. Um, I think if you are going vehicles, you've got to sort of double down on whatever you're taking, probably. So airspeed is you're going to take two units. I mean, uh, uh, natively, the airspeeder probably has got the best weapon yeah. for anti-armour um, without investing... Speed, yeah. yeah, across the board, across all factions, yeah. So three red, three black, impact three, surge to crit. Mm. The surge to crit big i think when you're talking anti-armor um yeah. for the amount of attacks yeah. you're hoping to get off it's one to three range but you've got enough movement that it doesn't matter um so yeah good land speed has got options but i, I don't think it's expensive consistent. what it is yeah. yeah and you come up against a, a decent vehicle and it's going to take you off the board pretty quick um i think with a land speeder as well uh, support you know a lot of ATO rts and i think they're consistently going to put some good output but you're going to need two or three Mm -hmm. um tom are an interesting option i don't think they don't seem to be getting taken lots when you, you listen listening around about what's being taken um but you've got that ram in there they can get in quick um but yeah maybe not the best uh anti-armor necessarily um outside of that um pathfinders with biston have a place yeah yeah <laughs> It's range four ion again yeah it's just that every other turn the inability to recover um it's it's almost like demanding that you also take cassian so that you can yeah. make four turns of shooting it yeah sort of thing um i mean speaking know. of cassian he's a pretty decent yeah. armor option because you can chip away two crits pierce one quite happily with oh yeah definitely from turn yeah. one um and yeah, I mean, this that, that's probably his best target. And if he's mm. chipping away at a vehicle all game by turn two or three, that vehicle's probably gone when something else has hit it. Um, so, in terms of heroes, apart from lightsaber users, um, I think I also had Han used against me quite well, really. Yeah, yeah, with the surge to crit and the pierce two, it's yeah. not, not fun when your bus is parked there and you know you need to keep your bus parked there. Mm -hmm. And Han's just running around it going. <laughs> Putting yeah. holes in it, um, but yeah, most of our heroes surge to crit. Yes, yeah, no, that's the big thing, except um, for Cassian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but he's got marksman, hasn't he? And yeah. he can get enough aims, really. Uh, Chewy, I think it's a good anti-vehicle option. Yeah, yeah, surge to crit, impact one. Yeah, that bowcaster is pretty good. Um, yeah, we talked lightsaber use, and I'll chuck Sabine into that mix as well as a, as a yeah, dark saber yeah, I mean, core options, I think you are a bit limited, really. Um, yeah, the DLT, critical one, so what? Yeah. Um, Maybe the veterans, but you're making yeah. a big investment on things that are going to die. Yeah, yeah, th that's it. And they just don't really stand up to the return fire, do they? No. Um, maybe the, the sx the trooper that you've got that's the equivalent of the T21? Oh, the T21? Uh, it's a CMO 93, which is range four, four white dice, critical two. Hmm. Yeah. So it's so terrible. that, yeah, ju that just in a naked unit of veterans is 74 points. Yeah. And from memory, <laughs> playing them a lot before uh, I found this list, there was all like once, at least once a game, you had a feel bad. Like, oh, it's no surges, or oh, it's blanked out. 
you've not got a name. Mm. You're you've played seventy four points for eight blank dice, and it it was mostly against Ian, so it's probably his bad juju, um, cursing the dice. So uh, yeah, no, I, I feel they're too wishy washy and too unpredictable with their output. Something like an airspeed is quite is going to be consistent. They're going to get three. Mm. I think it's got to be vehicles to answer your original question, really. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that's stand out in terms of troop choices, anti vehicles. Well, well, whoa, 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 whoa. So, you've already established. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a list thrown together for tomorrow because I'm playing Andrew Terrell at mm-hmm. the club. Uh, so, this is the list I've put together 12 activations, and it's making the most of things like low profile teamwork and anti-vehicle and it's like you said tom combination of the two um so three atrts with laser cannons i just like to be able to sit back mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not commit them too hard yeah um especially with spider droids kicking about uh bistan offensive push targeting scopes and the config so it's, it's he's going to be having to recover shoot but there's going to be times maybe Longin's two pit where he can get an aim before he recovers. Um, strike t- two strike teams with the proton charge, which is a impact one weapon. Um, duck and cover, and smoke grenades on one of them. Three naked troopers just because Cortex, and then I've got Han, Chewie, and Jin. Purely because they feel like a pseudo. Uh, Jin, Cassian, K2. So you've got Han with low profile. Jin can get low profile on her three pip. Uh, she can then put teamwork on Han. So then all three of them have teamwork. Um, so they could be a veritable threat. They also just crit. They've all got Pierce. And things like Han's uh, reckless diversion can keep the heat off of the Pathfinders, keep the heat off the strike teams keep the heat off Jin if it needs to be, or if I want Jin to be shot because she's built out with vigilant situational awareness, she's going to be quite tanky. Um, so I, th- I feel like that could do all right. Two point bid. It's, it's not bothered. I'm not bothered about what conditions I get because I'm, I think I'm quite versatile with it. So. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. That, that, that's my approach at the moment is ATRTs because I don't like to make the steeper investment into vehicles, if you know what I mean. It's laser cannon or rotary. That's always been, I've always lent into rotary. I think you get some more consistency out of it. I I like the idea of hanging them back a bit more and almost sniping a bit with the laser cannons, but it's whether that works out or not. So I'd be interested to see how that goes for you. Yeah, that's usually my tactic. I think we're quite different with our ATRT approaches. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, so we've come to the conclusion that yes, we should take vehicles, um, but we should also take troops, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, spreading threat. I don't think you can not take vehicles, really. Can you? I don't know who would you be, who would be your shout for best faction if you weren't taking any vehicles? Any arms? No vehicles, yeah. I would say rebels 100%. Having all of your characters that surge to create, no one's a bad choice at that point. Um, you've then got your proton charge saboteurs which are dirt cheap now you've got critical on your core units you've got um ion on bistan 
You've even got, if you really want to be audacious, take the dish turret, which is impact two. Shoots at range five, so you could be hitting things before they get to hit you. Um, yeah. Things, just anything like that. I think we've got a lot of good troop choices that can just go. These are all good choices to go against those vehicles. Um, the Empire have got that single unit with the ISF that I would say is good. But consistently through the faction, definitely Rebels. You agree with that, Rob? You've got a different point of view. Yeah, I think I do want to say Empire, but I think we, you know, Empire will have a lot of damage against vehicles, but you have to pay for the upgrades. Whereas, you know, when you have that baked in surge to crit on, on just your unit, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Tom, best troop choice? Anti vehicle? Anti vehicle? What, across all. Across all factions, who if you were just taking troops, who would you take? My as white dice faction. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was just trying to. Yeah, instinct. I, I, Empire. Okay. I I think I don't know. I just I think they've got some some good options for me. Stormtrooper units are good. I think, and like the extra precise twenty ones. Yeah. Yeah, like they they're, they're pretty hardy. Um, it doesn't feel bad to wait, Rob. When you've been taking like six units of stormtroopers tooled up, like that's quite a thing to see. Um, it's, it's a it's a big it's a big investment for, yeah, for a yeah. lot of damage, and you know it's it's a lot to be said with with stormtroopers and the fact that they've got white dice for attack. But I mean, again, I'm only speaking from my own personal experiences, but I've never seemed to have a problem with. With getting damage out of stormtroopers, no, uh, you know you add in your DLT or your T21s, and it's you're, you're consistently getting a lot uh, of dice through. So it's, it's not a list I'd play, um, and I don't think it's an all comers list necessarily. But a load of stormtroopers, an ATST, and uh, and maybe Vader. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that feels like a really like basic list. Can't even um, go back to wave one. No, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the points drops and things like that, yeah, um, yeah it's going to have a lot of bad matchups, but it could have a really good time against mm. heavy vehicle list. Um, and it's quite gunliney, isn't it? I mean, apart yeah. from Vader. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I keep thinking about if I was going to go a second faction, who would go? And I keep flitting between people, but um, it, it might be Empire. Just yeah. as much for the ATST as anything. I've got some stuff you can borrow, so I'm just giving a word. <laughs> it's in the car, I'm no, on the no, way, don't worry about there's it. There's just too much <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> All right, last, last question then before we wrap up to kind of close this topic out. If you were to take a five vehicle list, so really vehicle heavy, which faction would you pick? So I've got a real lack of experience with uh, clones and separatists, mm. um, but I've always fancied the saber tank. Yeah. Um, and with the new options that you've got in clones, um, and the fact that you've got ATRTs, which are probably one of my favourite units, uh, looking at what the bark speeder can do, um, it'd be expensive. Uh, but with the infantry support platform coming out, maybe clones. Yeah, 
Yeah, I like that option. Yeah. Rob? Uh, as much as it kills me, it'd have to be the uh, CIS. I'm with Rob on this. Really? It just has to be. Yeah, yeah you know, stats and the tank and the spider droids. The snail tank's cheaper than the AAT as well. So yeah. it, it, just, it, it just seems like a really vehicle heavy. Almost like, you know, every faction kind of has its own niche, right? Um, I, I feel like now it, it was bulk with droids, whereas it's kind of very quickly becoming all about vehicles. Yeah, it seems that way. Mm, so, yeah, yeah, I like the idea of five ion units and uh, five units firing at range four with quite big dice pools. It's, um, yeah. They are the heaviest. Or we could just on. not take vehicles at all, ever. We could just uh, sign a pact here and burn all is, of it. Yeah, this is just it. Yeah, just <laughs> melt them all down into smolder and make some new minis out of them. Yeah, <laughs> we could. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no chance. He's not giving up his ATRTs. <laughs> can hang on back. That is a little secret. I, I swear they're in the pot, guys. They're in the pot. <laughs> I think CIS have got the most ion options as well, haven't they? Which yeah, ironically. Yeah, the yeah exactly. From yeah. it the most, but yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's my choice then. If I was going troops, rebels, and then vehicles, it'd be CIS. Mm. Good. Definitely. Well, good shout around. Hopefully it's an interesting topic for people. Yeah. Um, I think we're bang on trend, aren't we, and uh, up to date in terms of what's going on in the Legion world, really, yeah. and the X-Wing world with the start of today, so... Um, thanks for joining us guys keep listening we've been the pathfinders thank you later